Hi, Hillary. Hey, Max. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to see you again. It's good to see you. Has your life just uh, completely changed since we launched the podcast? Very close to complete. <laughs> People are now stopping me and saying they heard me. <laughs> they really like you too and ask me what I think about you. He's kind of annoying. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, He's guiding me through podcast land. Well, we guided ourselves to the top of the podcast charts. It's been very exciting. I know. I was pretty thrilled about it. Me too. And, and you know, when my team told me, I, I thought, wow, let's do that again. So here we are. Hey, I'm Max Linsky. Welcome back to With Her. Hillary Clinton's official campaign podcast. For this week's episode, I uh, talked to Hillary just after a rally. We were at a high school, we were sitting in a band practice room, and we started by talking about podcasts. I am a big podcast listener. Oh, yeah? Yes, I, I like podcasts because yeah, I can plug my earphones in and I can be doing all other kinds of things. What do you listen to? I, You know, I listen to a lot of the TED Talks. Ah. Maybe you and I could do a TED Talk about how to have a successful podcast. Listen, I think I, think I could find time in my schedule if Let's you want to do it. Let's try it. Let's try it. I don't know if you got a chance to look at the reviews, but people said really nice stuff. They were happy to uh, happy to hear you in this medium. It was cool. So it's almost all super positive. Well, that is really odd for me, Max. It may, <laughs> it may be part of your life to have what you do be viewed as super positive. That's not always my experience. Well, it was, uh, it was a little new for me. And uh, there were a couple of things that um, people said about me that were not uh, totally nice. Oh, I, didn't, I missed that. What did they say about you? Um, one place called me gutless. Gutless. Yeah. Mm. My favorite one was someone called me a walking ambient pill. Well, I, I think for someone who needs to break their insomnia, that could be a high compliment. You know, you also could have said, oh, Max, you're not that boring. You're not that boring. <laughs> I was just kidding you. You're not that boring. And if people could see uh, the great twinkle in your eye and the great smile that you have, come on, come on, come on, it, come it on. would not put them to sleep. Here's the thing that I wanted to ask you about. So I was reading all these things and they were almost all positive about our show. But then there were these like uh, there are these head full of people who were like pretty mean to me. And I'm not you. I'm not used to uh, doing mm. something that anyone cares about enough right. to write mean things about me. Um, and I was wondering and I feel like I should have uh, like done my research. But I was wondering if um, maybe anyone's ever said anything mean about you. That does happen occasionally. <laughs> it seems to coincide with political years when elections are held. When I have a job, people, even Republicans, are really nice to me and about me. And then if I'm running for something, it seems to just be unleashing the inner meanness. Uh, I have learned over the years, this is my only word of advice, you can take criticism, particularly the mean stuff, uh, seriously, in case there's something you could learn from it. But don't ever take it personally, because it often comes from a place that has very little to do with you. Hmm. I was in Scranton, Pennsylvania with uh, Vice President Biden, and we were visiting his childhood home. And a woman uh, came across the street, and she was just looking me up and down. And she finally said to me, I read you had gained 130 pounds. I said, where did you read that? She goes, at the supermarket. <laughs> I said, well, I don't think that happened. And then somebody else said, I've been reading that you're having 
these terrible health problems. How's your health? I said, well, as far as I know, it's quite excellent. <laughs> so sometimes it's goofy, crazy stuff that just comes out of nowhere. Sometimes it's just really, you know, aimed at knocking you down and playing with your head. And you just have to you know, take it, as I say, seriously, but not personally. It seems like good advice. It, it, it also sounds like you need a thick skin. I mean, I understand what you're saying about like it picks up during these election years, but you've been dealing with this for a while. It is something that unfortunately seems to go with the territory of being in public life. There's always somebody who will criticize or will uh, decide they want to bully or demean and denigrate you like the Republican nominee who does that to nearly everybody. Uh, And after a while, you have to make a decision will I be able to keep doing what I believe in and what I hope we can accomplish together? Or will I get knocked down and not get back up? So I have learned over the years uh, to grow that thick skin. Uh, And one of my favorite predecessors in American history is Eleanor Roosevelt. And she said way back in the 1920s, so this is not a new problem, that for any woman who wants to be in the public arena, you have to grow skin as thick as the hide of a rhinoceros. <laughs> so you can take a look. See, Max, it's pretty thick. <laughs> I can see. I can see. I understand that thick skin, but I wonder whether there's anything after all this time that does sting, that like can pierce that skin. Is there anything that sticks? Well, it certainly affects me. I don't want to claim that it doesn't um, because I do have, uh, <laughs> contrary to some opinion, I do have a feelings. <laughs> so they can get hurt. I think we just uh, broke news here. I know. I may have. Headlines, headlines. I can get hurt and I can feel, you know, really offended. But it doesn't last long because I think about what the motivation is. And I really, really dislike bullies. I've I've always disliked people who try to hurt other people, who uh, make fun of other people, who scapegoat other people. Um, because I, I think it's just such a terrible human trait to be like that. So I stop and think, well, are they trying to get ratings for their particular site or program? Are they engaged in partisan political takedown? Uh, what's their reason? What is going on here? And once I begin to analyze it, it, it sort of calms me down and enables me to get up and keep going. And now you're running against a bully. I am. And, and he's almost a, a textbook bully. And I don't mind, honestly, what he says about me because I'm pretty uh, used to it. I really find it offensive and try to stand up for all the other people that he insults and bullies and demeans. Uh, when he went after uh, the Khan family at our convention, a Gold Star family, and anybody who knows any Gold Star families, uh, understands how deep the loss is. And to insult uh, and denigrate that family was just so contrary to everything that I think our country stands for and our values. But he's done it to so many people. He has a long list of those that he has uh, aggressively gone after. Last time we talked about what an average day on the trail was like, But how often does something like that come along that truly shocks and surprises you? Like, you've been doing this for a while. You did it a couple of years ago, too. Mm -hmm. And and I've been wondering about that. Like, how often do you get surprised? In this campaign, with Trump, I get surprised a lot. 
I understand uh, politics as a contact sport. I am fully uh, aware of it and engaged in it. But I have never seen anyone run for president in our country who so uh, defies the the values that I hold dear and that I think our country is built on. So his comments initially were somewhat shocking and uh, hard to take seriously. I think I, along with many people in the country, thought, okay, he's auditioning for another reality TV show and we're all you know, part of the audience. And then I realized, no, he is tapping into some very deep and disturbing uh, feelings in our body politic, and he isn't going to stop. And I have never seen anything like this. He is not uh, at all the kind of person that I could have ever imagined being the nominee of one of our two major uh, political parties. How much time on the trail do you have to pay attention to that? Well, I certainly get uh, reports from my campaign team. I made it clear in the beginning I was not going to respond to his personal attacks against me. But You're not I, like following him on Twitter? No, I'm not. I, yes, I, I don't subject myself to that. Can I ask some more questions about things that maybe don't happen very often for sure. you on the campaign trail? One question I had, which I wanted to ask last time and forgot to, was like, how often are you alone? Do you ever get downtime? I do, and I have to. I, I need the time to collect myself, to catch up on my reading, my sleeping, my exercising, uh, all of which get pushed to the bottom of the pile if I don't make time. What do you read? I read both serious stuff that I'm supposed to read, like the future of work in a uh, robotic economy. Uh, but your, I also, your homework, you mean? Yeah, like homework. And I get stacks of that. Uh, but I also read for pleasure. I like, I like novels. I like spy thrillers and mysteries. So uh, I like biographies. So I, I read a lot. Anything that's uh, grabbed you lately that you read? You know what I have started reading, and it's just hypnotic, is the Neapolitan novels by Elena Ferrante. Oh, that's a dangerous thing for you to do because people start those books and then they like call in sick to work. Max, I, I had to stop myself. Okay. So I read the first one. I could not stop reading it or thinking about it. I was totally engulfed in the people, the, the sounds, the sights, the feelings of being in the setting that the author so beautifully uh, described. And then I started the second one and I thought, okay, I can't, I have to ration myself. And that's what I'm currently doing. I'm rationing myself. That's very disciplined. <laughs> Most people don't have that kind of discipline. Um, I had one more question that I was, I was interested about in, in terms of how the campaign trail interacts with the rest of your life, which was friendships. I wonder how you keep in touch with your friends. Well, how can you be a good friend and run for president? Well, my friends are really uh, at the core of uh, my support system, and they are there for me. I have friends that I went to kindergarten with who I see on a regular basis. They're mostly from kindergarten through high school, still in the Chicago area. I have a really dear friend, uh, Betsy, who is at the center of uh, the 
concentric circles of our friendships and keeps me up to date, is constantly reminding me of, you know, somebody's new grandchild or somebody's illness. And I keep in touch as best I can and try to see as often as possible at a big group of my friends from high school, my friends from college, my friends after college, at various stages of my life, my friends from Arkansas, New York. So many of them were at the convention, and I got to see a lot of them. Uh, my friend Betsy actually was given the opportunity to, in the roll call, announce the votes that I got in Illinois in the primary. Uh, so I am devoted to my friends and try as best as I can to stay in as much touch as possible. If I'm so fortunate enough to be elected, then I'm going to have them all come visit me. So <laughs> right. we'll, we'll be able to catch up on the, on, the, on the time that we've lost together. Then you guys get to uh, hang out in some pretty sweet digs. Well, I like doing that. I, I, I know that some people uh, raise questions about people in the White House, presidents, first ladies, uh, spending time with their friends. But it's your friends who can say, I don't understand what this means? Or can you explain this to me? They're not afraid to say, hey, I walked to kindergarten with you and I don't understand what you're doing. Right. And so you better tell me, because if you can't explain it to me, you can't explain it to others. So I relish uh, times with my, my friends because uh, I think it's so easy to get isolated when you are president. It's so easy. And you can be surrounded by really incredibly professional uh, supportive staff people, but you never know uh, what you might pick up if you break out of that circle from time to time and you really just have, you know, those dinners, those overnights, those, you know, sessions with people who have nothing to gain other than being your friend. And I am incredibly indebted to that. Well, just so we're clear, if you end up in the White House, I'm free. I'm available. Are you free? Yeah, I can make it work. I can fit it into my schedule. Well, I don't know. Maybe this podcast will still be going. <laughs> you think? I'll do it if you want to. <laughs> Thanks for finding time again, Hillary. Very good to talk with you again, Max. Thanks for listening to With Her. I'm Max Linsky. My co-host is Hillary Clinton. She's running for president. Go to hillaryclinton.com slash podcast for previous episodes or subscribe on iTunes. We'll see you again soon. Okie dokie, artichokey. <laughs>